Hello listener and welcome to the Switch It podcast, where this week we will be attempting to scale the mountain of runs scored in three tub-thumping T20Is between England and South Africa. From losing their cool in East London, to staying alive at the death in Durban, then swooping off with the spoils at Supersport Park, capped a successful tour for England, from which they returned with two series trophies and a share of another. The T20s finished at altitude in Centurion with a bun fight to leave most onlookers feeling dizzy as England chased down 2-2-3 to win. Luckily, my guests in the studio today are two men used to hitting the heights with soaring oratory, if not actual boundary-clearing blows. (laughs) Andrew Miller looks ready to rumble, as usual, and we're delighted to have Mark Butcher back after his critically acclaimed commentary stint in South Africa, ready to set the cricket world to rights on the pod. Critically acclaimed. That means no-one was listening. That's what that normally means. Uh, Box office as well. My first album was critically acclaimed, you know. Uh, Well, you know, you you take all the good... There's no such thing as bad publicity, is there? All all reviews are welcome. Uh, um, good to see you. Happy to be back in Blighty. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the gloss, <laughs> dodging the storms. The gloss has worn off over the, <laughs> the course of the uh, the shocking weather over the weekend. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was good to it was good to sit back and watch the uh, and watch the T Twenty series from the uh, the comfort of my couch. Um, and was this workload management? It was a little bit. I had to I had to do a lot of a lot of sitting around in my in my pants uh, just in order to recover from what's been a, a pretty tough winter of eating meat and drinking red wine. Um, and the odd bit of cricket in the, in the middle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hell of a series, wasn't it? I mean, the, the whole trip was, with the exception of the one day internationals that were um, extremely low key. I mean, uh, both teams. Um, you know, might have brought a, a note in from their doctor to say that they weren't actually all that bothered, and, uh, and could you excuse them from playing those three one-day internationals? But when uh, when the uh, when the series w- was on, when the test matches were on, with, uh, with two teams with a point to prove, um, and the T Twenties, which both teams are, you, know, you could tell the, the difference in intent and in uh, just just by looking at the team sheets. Um, because there is something to play for at the end of uh, the end of the year with the with the T20 World Cup, just meant that the the entertainment and the quality, um, perhaps perhaps maybe lacking a tiny little bit in the bowling, but in the in the ball striking, the batting was out of this world. Um, uh, Miller, the, the ODIs we were talking last week about them as a bit of an odd interlude, really, but uh, it's clear which format is the priority this year. For the intensity kind of uh, ramping up this uh, T20 series. Absolutely. I mean, England were just duking it out by the end there, weren't they? It was, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, the sort of the, the post-World Cup legacy and and it was all a little bit in, a, in abeyance and certainly in New Zealand where a lot of the big guns were resting and then, as you say, in the, in the, in the T20s, uh, slightly random, although you got, a, you got a glimpse of it in that final final ODI, didn't you, when, when Rash and Moeen came back in and suddenly those middle over excellence was back and suddenly, oh wow, they, these guys really do take it up another level and then suddenly you, you, you factor in Morgan and, and Butler and, and the massive blows that, that went, went through an absolute haymaker of a T20 series and uh, yeah, by the end of it you, you realise this is a very, very serious one day out, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's, it, you know, the, the, the way in which England just, just ground through the gears and, and finished in such <laughs> dramatic Season, momentum seizing um, ability was 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 wonderful to watch. The, 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 my last act in, in South Africa was to talk to Owen Morgan before, um, before after after the, the final one day international at uh, at the Wanderers, 
Um, and the question I put to him was, was fairly simple. I said, will, the, will there be any experimentation during the T20 series? And he just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're here to, to, to play our best team and to, uh, you know, and to smash South Africa in the series. Uh, you know, as it turned out, South Africa turned up to play as well. Um, and we ended up with, with a classic. Um, I noticed that people on, uh, People from uh, our friends in India were, were sort of arguing the toss as to whether or not the New Zealand-India uh, series recently was better than the England-South Africa one, as, as they will. But, um, you know, in terms of the three... five nil whitewashing. <laughs> <and> <laughs> I mean, the, 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 only, the only thing that ruined it, Albeit perhaps... From, with two super over the pitch. <laughs> yes, Zealand. indeed. The, the only thing that sort of ruined it as a, as a spectacle was the fact that England chased down 220 so easily in the last time of the fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could have taken it to the final ball, well, couldn't Well, yeah, MS Dhoni would have done, um, <laughs> just for, for, for dramatic purposes. But, yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was a heck of a run chase. And South Africa, you, you, you'd imagine... Having sort of posted what was it two thirty in the in the last T Twenty World Cup, must be thinking to themselves, well, you know, we've got to make two sixty to beat these guys. You know, it's uh, uh, pretty pretty disheartening for uh, for any captain to have his his team go in at halfway, thinking, you know, we've pretty much got this one sewn up, and then in the end, not not get anywhere near winning the game. I mean, they, they, five balls might as well have been five overs, or at least it it equates to that if you put it into one day international term. Um, Miller. Jason Roy, Joss Butler, Ben Stokes, Moeen Ali, Mark Wood, all back in the action. Uh, this was the, the A-team, as you've uh, referenced. Did we see the signs of a plan coming together? I think we did. I think there are, I mean, there's still a lot, uh, a lot, lot to fill in, obviously. Joffrey Archer being a massive part of that plan. I mean, you know, you, you, you do sort of sense that, uh, obviously with the injury he's sustained in the test series, you do wonder whether that may be a, a harbinger of what's to come this summer is that maybe England go a little bit easier on him with a view to the next really big thing on the horizon is that World T20 and they don't want to blow their chances of, of back-to-back silverware because as we've seen they've got a serious chance if they if they pull together the sort of batting lineup that they've got there and Tom Curran's death bowling was was a huge plus and, and you know I mentioned Moeen and Rash uh, uh, the enduring quality Rashid's shoulder looks like it's been reattached and so broadly speaking They've got the the bare bones to to get something out of it. It's fundamentally it comes down to sort of juggling the way in which they align their their batting. I mean, there's all sorts of nitpicking to be done about who goes where and when and how and what. Uh, but fundamentally, they've they've got pretty much every base they could hope to have covered covered. Mm. Um, no experimentation. Mm. No Matt Parkinson. No Sakib Mahmood. Although the uh, the Joe Denley project did get uh, another yeah. run out, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and he would have he would have played in the the last one had he not been had he not been ruled out through illness, which meant that David Milan came in and played um, out of position. Um, look, I mean, I just put Joe Root in there. Joe Root plays the the, the one thing that was missing from from England's lineup, and you can talk about um, you know to, uh, the likes of Tom Banton perhaps. Um, was a player of, of quality to sort of capitalise on on the sort of start that England are always going to get with Butler, Roy and, and Bairstow at the top of the order. Um, England got themselves in front of, of, of a run rate which started off, what was it, above 11s or something? <laughs> yep, <laughs> right. Starts off right, above yeah. 11s. Um, and then the very nearly lost, lost their way with, you know, with, with Milan and, and a, a similar sort of thing had happened with, with, with Joe Danley, I suppose. Neither of whom can lace Joe's boots really as as players, and and that's not and that's not being harsh on them, but they just can't. Joe Root is is high high quality player. Um, you know the, the 
I'd make a similar argument for Kane Williamson as far as New Zealand is concerned. Just because they're not banging every ball out of the park does not mean that they have no no uh, role to play in a in a T Twenty batting lineup. Um, and as you know, I mentioned the game before. England chased two thirty in that in that game against South Africa in the last World Cup, and it was Joe Root that, that got England there um, just just by sheer quality of of, of stroke play. Um, you know, you can't think of any that disappeared out of the park, but that's not the way he plays, and, and that wasn't what was required at the time. So, look for for me. Joe, as quite often happens, um, players' stock goes up by not being there. You kind of you just look at it, you look at it and go, "Is was the answer in David Milan and Joe Denley as to, as to who could stride to the crease at a particular moment in time in a, in a World Cup? No, neither of those two. Is it likely to be Tom Banton, who bizarrely wasn't even in the squad for the for the T20s? Um, we don't know. But if you're telling me there's no room for for Joe Root as a, he's, even as a spare batting option in a in in a World Cup, then um, you ought to wake up and apologise because it's just absolute <laughs> nonsense. I, I can hear um, Matt Roller throwing his copy of Cricket 2.0 at the wall, screaming at the windows. Books, uh, books and statistics don't play games, do they? <laughs> you know, they, don't, they don't actually get out there and play. Um, and you know the, the the thing, as much as people might complain. That uh, in the particularly in the last T20, that, that bowling machines might have been better off than than having bowlers out there. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, they are there are human beings and bowlers who feel pressure, who ha- who have to adapt to conditions, etc., etc. And um, the better the player, the more skilled the player, the more likely they are to be able to absorb all of that stuff and make the statistics and the, uh, and the and the strike rates and all that kind of stuff seem like nonsense when the pressure comes on in uh, in must must win knockout games. Um, Miller, what we uh, perhaps can all agree on is that you know, England have a lot of good options at the top of the order, whether you play Joss Butler up there alongside Jason Roy and uh, Johnny Bairstow as they did in this series, whether mm-hmm. David Milan forces his way in, um, whether Tom Banton uh, gets uh, gets a look, or, or even if Joe Root comes back into the equation. The number four spot and, and, and that sort of pivot in the order is looking uh, a little bit trickier um, England have tried to play uh, Joe Denley in the middle order uh, when he has almost never done that in his career in T20. I think he's an opener or number three, 185 innings, uh, T20 innings, and number four or lower, 14. <laughs> Six of them for England in the last 18 months as they've kind of shuttled him around. Um, Milan batted for uh, yesterday and, and, and didn't look too attuned to that sort of role. Um, Joe Root is arguably a top three player as well but you know are you are you on board here with Butchin that he's too good a player to leave out well, of the 15 well put it, put it this way I was in Mumbai in 2016 when he played the most sensational innings I've ever witnessed live in a T20 scenario his 80 odd 86 odd wasn't it to, to, mm. to hunt down 230 against South Africa uh, he played an absolute gem of innings. He paced it to perfection. He found gaps. He rotated the strike. He pulled out the funky ramps and flicks and nurdles that, that you know, deflected his boundaries, caressed them through the covers. He didn't resort to long-handled mowing because that's not what he does, but he just finds gaps that no one else can because he is, as Butch says, a pure batsman, uh, one of the great England batsmen. And so, of course, he's worth his place in, in the, in the equation. But, you know, the, talking about Joe Denley in the first instance, so the, 
the word placeholder has been used about Joe Denley in in every format he's played this winter. Basically, he's a placeholder in Test cricket until the likes of Ollie Pope are ready to take over at number three. He's a, he was a placeholder clearly in the ODI squad. He, he's a placeholder here, and the fact that he's a placeholder makes you wonder whether he's holding that place as someone who's having his workload managed, i.e. Joe Root. Mm. So you know they don't want to bring Milan in and muddy the waters it, it seems fairly apparent that that morgan's got uh, some issues with milan probably stemming from uh, clashes in the middlesex dressing room i mean his his strange comments about uh, not running a single off the final ball of the innings after his 48 ball 100 in new zealand was 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 pretty pointed and you know he can get he can get like that with players who cross him i mean look at his latest comments about alex hales he's still a million miles away from from being recalled so you know he's he's being he's being dogmatic about this one uh, but yeah, Joe Denley has has no place in that final squad for the World T20. Um, so the fact that place is being held makes you wonder. I actually, I, I would say that you know, realistically, there are two World T20s coming up, or T20 World Cups, I should say these days, um, and the second one in India. I mean, going back to the scene of that innings in Mumbai, I mean, that's where perhaps Root will definitely come into his own. I, I wonder if it's just the, the slightly more power based game that seems to thrive in the in the big bash maybe someone like tom banton is a more likely fit in that role but also the other guy who i think maybe needs a promotion up the order just to make sure that he is used properly is ben stokes um because i i just watching the way that he has batted in this series i mean he he so you saw it as well in in the way he transitioned through the gears at Headingley. he's a guy who needs who seems to need at this juncture in his career Time to get his timing, lamb himself a bit like Chris Gale, lamb himself a few balls just to just to feel <laughs> feel what's going on before teeing off. And you know, you look at someone like Moeen Ali scoring thirty nine from eleven balls. He has no none of that. It's just womp yeah, from, but from until, word but go. until that until that innings, everyone was saying that, that he couldn't do that because he spends all his time at the top. Look, everybody, every <laughs> single one. I've, I've just written down an eleven here, by the way. But every single one of them would prefer, prefer to bat in the top three. Mm. Unfortunately, they can't all do that. It's like a complete polar um, opposite of the test team. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to get out of the top three. <laughs> but so, um, so the, the point of the matter is, is, that, is this: if you're going to win a, a World T20, right? If you're going to win the competition, you are not going to. All of your runs are not going to be scored by the guys batting one to four. You're going to end up in dogfights where you need the, the guys, at, the guys in the middle to lower order to win you a game, or to score at thirteens off the last five overs in order to, to, to chase something down. That's just the, the nature of the beast. I, anyone, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, it's probably a bit of a stretch, but. But it is a damn sight easier to walk out there when, when the field is up in the power play and there is no pressure on you to do anything other than go out there and swing from the hip and smash it everywhere. It's a damn sight easier to do that than it is to walk to the crease at number five or number six, see the rate up on the board, have the pressure of the, of the crowd and the run chase on you and go out there and win the game. And so therefore, somebody like Ben Stokes, who obviously did it to get England to the, to the Super Over in the World Cup, you need to have people who have got that sort of temperament plus the ball striking ability held back a little bit for that just for that eventuality um you know which is why again I, I keep going back to root every single one of the anyone that you can pick whether it be butler banton roy bearstow morgan stokes moeen ali etc all of these guys all play in, in a very similar vein i.e they're all mus- muscular hitters and clear the boundaries all that kind of stuff are you telling me that there's not space for one for one guy to play in a different in a different fashion of course there bloody well is you know and and it's a 15-man squad England will be able to take 
even if Joe Root doesn't play in it in every single game, there is going to be. I think if once he gets in, they won't be able to leave him out. To be perfectly honest, but there's a, there's going to be room for taking another player like that. Bantam will definitely get on the plane. I don't think there'll be room for for Milan or Denley in that. I mean, just just are you interested in hearing the, the eleven? No, if the yes, World Cup, we, if uh, everyone was fit and, the, and, the, and it was and it happened tomorrow, this would be my eleven. I go Butler, Roy, Besto, Root, Morgan, Stokes, Ali, Jordan, Archer, Rashid, Wood. That would that would be this that would be the team, and I don't see eleven. Uh, I go Curran over Wood. Oh, okay. So he was there. You go. I've, there's a little. Oh, line fair enough. Curran, look at that. Curran, was, Curran yeah. was the other one. So, <laughs> yeah. so there you go. I mean, so that's that's tomorrow. Um, you know, waiting in the wings in, in the squad would be um, would would be Tom Banton. Would be Chris Wokes potentially. You know, you, the guys that make up a fifteen man squad. I remember us having all these arguments and t- talks about who was going to get into the final fifteen man squad for the for the for the fifty over World Cup. Sam Curran and his left arm. Well, I mean, angle. potentially exactly. So, but at the moment, England have got a, an embarrassment of riches. Uh, but I still think that those that those eleven or twelve players are the, are the best that we can call on. As we speak right now, and there, and there is not there's not one person in here with a textbook of statistics or otherwise is telling me that Joe Root doesn't get into that. <laughs> Certainly, um, Miller. In the first T20, we saw uh, how maybe a kind of blurring of roles in, in the middle order and the lacking of a, a really cool head um, led to England throwing away a winning position. I think they were coasting with um, Roy um, and, uh, and Morgan, and then. Denley came in a bit higher than expected, above Stokes, uh, and neither of those two could could get going. And it was kind of left to Morgan, who got out with seven needed from seven balls and five wickets standing, uh, and they managed to to lose. Uh, and you know, that was maybe a bit of rustiness. Moeen was playing sort of only his second England game in six months or so. But I mean, that's the kind of thing they need to get out of the system now in the build-up. Yeah, well, I mean, Morgan's said, you know, Morgan's been very good at taking the positives in England defeats for four years now, but uh, he, he was very positive. Particularly, he loved the nature of that defeat as, as much as he can <laughs> because it taught him so much about uh, the players at his disposal and, um, you know... The, and challenged them as well to come back stronger, which they did. I mean, you know, Moeen was a bit of a bit of a fish out of water in that particular innings. I mean, he, he, he you know... It didn't look like uh, he was ever. Sometimes he gets that, doesn't he? He comes to the crease and just you think uh, Mo's not at the races today, and and comes and goes without without nailing it. But then two days later, of course, he nails his pretty much nails his first ball, and then there's no stopping him, including the, uh, the the naughtiest shot that we've seen for a very very long time the the sliced um, the sliced full toss over over backward point for six which with a follow through of the mid wicket was absolute Incredible. absolute filth. Um, there's no other description for it. It was it was uh, X rated. Naughtiness from Mo. <laughs> it reminded me of sort of you know those uh, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom type uh, sides <laughs> swinging yeah. across the, the sword pathway, of, just, sort of Damocles, just, yeah, just but, chopping off. But that's, but that's, but what how, I mean, that's what he does. He he will he will ever nail played that it. shot, but uh, um, no, yeah. not, not for six, no, and not intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Moeen, Moeen, a lot of talk as well about Moeen and facing the spinners. I mean, he wasn't really given a chance to take on Shamsi at any stage in this in this series and you know again you do sometimes wonder whether England are trying to be too clever for their own good they sort of know that that's a match up that he would eat so let's <laughs> let's match him up against the quicks because you know he may have to face the quicks in a, in a in a pressure situation in when it matters so why don't you see what you can see what you can do against those guys but it it, it did feel at times that England was sort of almost 
being perverse for the sake of just making life more difficult for themselves. And I, I doubt, I doubt if that's entirely true. But there is a degree of you know, there's only nine games until uh, October in their first match. You've got to learn as much about the players in as mm. many pressure situations as possible. So why not make it harder of yourself? It, it, it seems counterintuitive, but they certainly uh, it came good in the end because well, they got three absolutely humdingingly good lessons learned. Yeah, great games, great, and the atmosphere in all of them. I was I sort of again go back to the my time out there. The best atmosphere I think I've ever encountered in the cricket ground was the was the last one day international at the Wanderers. Um, bloody choir singing and <laughs> drums playing. It was absolutely amazing. The pink day there. Uh, the, the cricket was awful. I mean, it didn't warrant it at all, but the atmosphere was incredible. And it looked like that carried on throughout the T20 series. The South African public sort of came out and, 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 and added to, uh, to the pressure, um, which again would, would have been, uh, would have been very, very, uh, would have been, would have delighted Owen Morgan because part of it, again, part of it that's very difficult to replicate in any type, any type of practice scenario is when, you know, you're playing away from home, you've got partisan crowds baying, baying against you, you've got the field, you know, fielders out on the boundary edge copying it, um, batsmen in the middle copying it, you know, as the pressure ramps up. Um, all of it was there. It was a, it was a terrific dress rehearsal. Um, and I think Owen was absolutely right. I mean, this is the beauty of having somebody who is as, as sort of cool and as calculated as Owen Morgan is as captain, in that he can separate himself from the from the emotion of winning and losing a game and just kind of go, okay, let's look at the what's the bigger picture here? What have I seen? What have I learned? What have we felt um, in the dressing room? Um, and having, you know, you can't help but feel, and, it, and there's no there's no smugness in this, but you can't help but feel look. England have got a damn good chance of winning winning another world trophy simply because of the fact that not only do they have a lot of talented players at their disposal, but they have a captain who is kind of as as, as detached as it's possible to be while still being in total control uh, of his players and having the total respect for them. I mean, there's not many other teams you could point out who have all of those things going for them. I mean, his form is just preposterous frankly isn't it mm. it's just absolutely out off the scale i mean you know he, he's a guy i mean i noted it after the, after the world cup when, when he went back to uh, the blast and started blasting everything <laughs> in, in, in in middlesex he was a guy with not a care in the world he has no 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 more cares to give nothing to prove and will carry on playing for the fun of it uh, and smoking it for the fun of it, and some of the—I mean, he's twice, he's twice broken England's fastest T20 50, 21 balls in, in and it's—you know—he looked like he'd go faster as well. I mean, it's like, you know, there were the seven, seven sixes the other days, and no fours. So, you know, a few dot balls, he could, he could, he could fill the dots in there. It's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's in a he's in a happy place, and and, and you know he's, he's as smart as smart as attack. And he made sure he finished uh, this one. Uh, yeah. Well, indeed, I mean that that was that game was one of the reasons I think he was quite he was quite so upbeat about the defeat in the first game. It was actually his fault. <laughs> of all the people to <laughs> yeah. all the people to balls up, if it was on it was, him, yeah, it's it like okay, fine, I, I screwed that one up, but yeah. you know, I've got no worries about me. Um, next, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, uh, speaking of uh, next problems and so on uh, Butch do you think the the Butler opening question is a bit of a red herring this idea that you know your best players should face most amount of balls 
and England, yeah, everyone wants to bat higher up. Everyone's record improves yeah. batting higher up. Um, I still don't think... As long as they've got someone who can fulfil the finisher role. Absolutely, yeah. So, so as with all of these things, you're not picking, you're not picking an 11 based on the, on the requirements of five individuals in the batting order. You're picking it based on the requirements of getting a team over the line to win, to win a game or a competition. So, if Joss, Joss, Jason and Johnny at the, at the top of the order, you can't, you cannot fault that whatsoever. As particularly if, um, particularly if that is then balanced up with Morgan, Stokes, Moeen, plus Root. Joe Root <laughs> no, in between. The, you know, the, 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 he's the filling in the sandwich between between the three. Uh, but between the two sets, between tastier the two, by the it's moment. very tasty, isn't it? The two the two sets of three there with a bit of Joe Root filling. Um, very nice. Hey. Not not so good. Not so good on the calories, but, but uh, very very tasty indeed. Um, and so you know, given given that set of circumstances, I don't have an issue with it. But I, on, I go, I, but I always go back. The reason that people and the reason that people with Particularly, people who have played played the game and batted in middle order positions are so have always been, and I've been one of them. Been so keen on the idea that you know lots of other guys can do what just does at the top of the order. Not many can do what he can at the at the end. It's just simply because it's it's a tougher it's a tougher place to bat, and so it it requires a different a, a different a, a different mentality, a coldness, if you like, in terms of being able to calculate what's needed and doing. Um, however, if Owen Morgan's going to take that position on himself. Then you haven't got a problem, have yeah. you? And, and with Ben Stokes down there as a partner, and as I said, if you put Mo, Joe Root in there as the as the uh, as the filling in the in the sandwich, he doesn't have to bat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, I'm, there, I'm, there's I'm been just there's been many gazing at the deli counter. Oh, no, look at you, <laughs> <laughs> lip smacking. Yeah. Um, you know, you, he doesn't have to bat. There, there can be circumstances where your number four has got his pads on and just keeps sliding down the order. Yeah. I, I know I used to do that a lot, <laughs> but you know, but it, it's it's not. The thing is, it isn't about taking once, one for the team. Once, oh, once you've picked once you've picked your 11 it's not about the individuals it's not about what they want it's what it's about what you need to do to win the game and sometimes it's going to be the the uh, the the job of the guy to go in there and, and marshal the thing from from five overs onwards and get you to get you to the end i.e. joe root sometimes it's going to be the job of, of one of your monsters to come in with four to go and, and get and get 40 off off 11 balls you know yeah. that's just, that's the nature of it that's just on the 20. just on the flip side of, of that argument though well, well you know there's clearly nothing wrong with butler your best batsman the best white ball batsman in england being mm. the opener at the same time he he got out twice inside the third over mm. in the first two games and then suddenly you've got roy and Bairstow, the best one day partnership in in white ball cricket of the last four years mm. um, coming together and scoring back-to-back 50 partnerships at 200 strike rate which begs the question wouldn't you make sense to keep that keep, keep that partnership together. together from the outset get your 200 runs 200 strike rate partnership up and running and then have Big Cheese Butler still lurking to I, terrify people. I, I, I can't cannot, fall- ar- cannot argue with yeah. that at all. There's, there's no that for me. There isn't any logic whatsoever in Roy and Bairstow not walking out there together. Mm. So, but so so you know you're in a you're in a position where there is no there's no right answer to it. <laughs> you know, again they'll throw the stats at Butler's record X Y Z is going to be is going to be better when he opens. Everyone's record pretty much is going to be better <laughs> when they, because it's more difficult. It's just harder. Down at five and six, you're, you're throwing you're, you're throwing caution to the wind quite often. Mm-hmm. You're, you're coming in in impossible situations. Your numbers are never going to be as good up down there as they are up the top. And if they're not if they're not as good up, the, if they're not better at the top than they would be down at five or six, then you won't be batting up the top for very much longer. You know, because there are lots of other people queuing up to do it. <laughs> so look, there is there isn't a right or wrong in it. Um, given that England can cover can cover the finishers' role with with any number of people. 
Um, so look, I mean, I don't think Joss is playing particularly well at the moment. I think I, I was watching him yesterday, and I kind of it just struck me, it struck me that he against particularly against the spinner off the back foot. It looked like he was every time he played that little check back foot drive, he was just going to lob a catch either straight back to the bowler or to extra cover. And I was thinking, why would why would that be? Why would that? Why what, what mechanically makes that happen? And then it, 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 it's pretty obvious. It's that at the moment because he's not playing as well as he would like, and he's not as confident as he was like his back his back lift isn't going backwards. It's kind of a little bit in front of in front of him. It's almost like sort of in front of his box. And if you then try to accelerate your hands forward, you're kind of always hitting, you're always scooping upwards rather than sort of hitting down and, and crashing the ball. When he gets that sort of back of a length thing, he smashes it out of the park. There's no problem. But he's lacking a little bit of the control and the conviction when it comes to hitting balls that are, that are a little bit, a little bit fuller, a little bit slower, um, particularly from the spinners. And I just think at the minute, if he's, he's that close. He's real, real close to sort of like to, to nailing it again. But even the 50 he made yesterday, as, as quick as it was, it still wasn't. It, I, I still didn't have the feeling that he was in con- entire control of what he was doing. There were, there were a few miscues, a little bit yeah. of frustration seemed to be creeping in. So he's not in the greatest form of his life at the moment, but that's still better than most people when they're. Uh, have, I know, I know. <laughs> isn't it just? Um, he, he did but, get out to Maharaj like that, didn't he? In he did, yeah, test, in one of the test matches, it's sort of like leaning a, back. With no, but but there's no the thing is that there's no pace. You can't accelerate your hands into something that's not moving particularly quickly if your hands haven't gone backwards to start with, um, and it just looks like a little sort of shovel rather than a hit. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, it's England not far away. Good problems to have. And, mm. and speaking of, of role definition and flexibility and all that. Is there a sense that, uh, as kind of George suggested last week, with David Milan, that they're teaching him a bit of a lesson? He said before the series, like, don't see anyone can leave me out the side. I average uh, average 50 and struck 150, and England promptly left him out the side. And well, he, the- he might not have played uh, <laughs> if Joe Denley hadn't have uh, been well, well. again, you know, Morgan Morgan never leaves a trick un- unplayed. And, you know, again, in his, in his press conference the other day, he was... He was uh, Stolen the virtues of the dressing room, saying there are no egos in the dressing room, and well, that self-evidently isn't entirely true because the one fairly large, large ego saying, "Look, I'm the best player in this team." So, so you know, they, 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 that I think is almost certainly a, a shot across his bows. It, it, it does seem harsh, but I don't know. England, England are blessed with a with a batting lineup that that you know has has been through. The, the most extraordinary journey to get to the World Cup. There's so little wrong with the guys who have emerged the other side of that. Um, that you know, all of those can, all of the batsmen who got them there are going to be cracking on towards 2023, and mm. uh, Morgan included in this form, even though he's going to be 36 by then. Um, there's no need to rock the boat with by by pandering to guys who 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 who's sticking their hand up in a sort of in. Offensive way, I guess. It's, you know, there, there are an awful lot of guys. Who, impertinence, <laughs> I guess, is probably the more the, the better way of putting it. And, and I don't know. I, I feel I, got, I feel for Milan a tiny bit because he's he's in that situation whereby he's kind of thinking to himself, well, what more do I need? What more do I have to do in order to prove to people that I that I belong in this in this company? Um, and that can kind of that can make you a little bit desperate, you know. And and, and I'm sure I know I know David. He's he's actually no, I don't know him that well, but I, I know him well enough to know that he's not stupid. He wouldn't kind of go out of his way to rub people up the wrong way. But I can also appreciate 
that sometimes if you if you start to feel like gee, you know the, the people really asking me whether or not I deserve to be in the team <laughs> have you seen my numbers you know you kind of you, you blurt things out because you just want to want to let people know actually you know <laughs> I'm here too you know yeah. that type of thing scored a hundred so like, a couple of games ago yeah so <laughs> I, I kind of I, I feel I, I have some sympathy for him um, it, and there's no except it's just I think that the only person that's going to cause England to, to think seriously about about the way that their top three or four is lined up, the only person that is going to come in and cause and cause any sort of issue there is going to be Banton, the only one. Um, the rest, Denley, Milan, um, who we got? Dan Lawrence. You got the uh, the, the fella from. Um, the madman from from Lancashire, what's his name? Uh, Liam Livingston, etc. Oh, yeah. um, these guys just—they're just not quite good enough. They're just not quite. And and in any other in any other time, any other era, they would have, they would have, they would be playing a lot of lot of one day international cricket. Fact of the matter is, England have got have taken this thing very seriously for the last four or five years, mm-hmm. and have picked some players who are incredibly talented, who have an enormous amount of caps behind them, and uh, and have proven themselves to be the best there is, if not if not in England in the world. So you know you've got to be you've got to be really exceptional. And the only one I see who has it, the only one is Banton. There is one other parallel, I guess, with with Milan's case, and I suppose it, it's Johnny Bairstow. In the, in the run into the to the um, uh, 2019, the the was this guy who a little bit of an outsider. Maybe thought he was a bit weird, but you know there, there was not not being it given weird without the beard. By the way. <laughs> Doesn't he just <laughs> wow? What a change that was. But, you know, anyway, it, uh, it was it was fairly apparent that, that Morgan was going out of his way not to pick him. I remember you know backing Jason Roy in the in the Champions Trophy, even though Roy was in a horrible form slump. He he, he said categorically, nope, he's our man. When we are going Roy and Hales were the go-to uh, exactly back back in the day. That's a while ago now, but um, again, Bairstow just through sheer force of pers- perseverance said, "I am not going away here. Every time I get an opportunity, I am going to seize this opportunity." And Milan has, has done so nearly that, but you know he had his opportunity yesterday to be to be the hero and shove it in England's pipe in the way that, that Bairstow inevitably did. I mean, even even in in Cardiff semi when he finally got his uh, opportunity in, in in the Champions Trophy, he was England's top scorer, wasn't he? And um, thereafter went on a run of form that that, that made it um, almost impossible for the, the Roy Hales partnership ever to be back again. So uh, that was that was Milan's opening. If he'd come in and been the hero in that final game and and proven yet again that you know give me half an half an inch, I'll take a mile. Then you, you, you're creating the, the sort of right sort of pressure for places that I think England want. They don't want people saying, "I've got the numbers, pick me." They want people saying, "Right, you've got an incredibly good lineup, but I'm even better, and, and I'm going to show you every time I get a chance." More quality batters than a Scarborough chippy. Um, <laughs> the uh, overall run rate for that series uh, was ten point one two. Uh, making it the fastest scoring three-match T20i series of all time uh, in the illustrious history of the T20 international format. Uh, but part of that comes down to the uh, the other side of the coin and the <laughs> bowling. Um, England, in particular, during the power play, uh, I think only took one wicket, uh, and their economy rate in, uh, since the last World T20 uh, has been in the first six overs 8.87, which is higher than any uh, other major team. Um, that 
could be a problem for them uh, mm. uh, come the come the World Cup. And and is that where there is a case for someone who does do a bit more with with the new white Cookerborough? Not a lot, but <laughs> David Willey was that man who now seems to have been sort of cut adrift. But and Sam Curran didn't play in this series. But you know that there is a room for improvement there uh, and uh, among yeah. among the. Uh, Indubitably, the I mean, but you know, I suppose with with pitches as good as they as they were with boundaries which are frighteningly small, you know, that India always gets the gets the sort of the the, the raw deal of being criticised for the grounds being too small. Well, you know, the Wanderers is 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 minuscule. Centurion is tiny and plus altitude. Um, Durban. I mean, I'm thinking I could hit sixes in Durban. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're not; these are not not big grounds, and and the pitches were good, which is why you know, which is why it was such great fun to watch. Um, a ball didn't ball did not swing for anybody once throughout the entire series. Um, and you know, in, England have always England look better in the middle overs with the with the spin twins on. Um, they've got specialist death bowlers. Um, and they are potentially who are they who are they missing? They're missing Joff, I suppose, who, who with with pace and bounce might cause people a problem in the in the opening power play. But I think England England will swap all of that, but, but would sort of look at the right off the power play almost and go, look, if we take wickets in the power play, so be it. What they wouldn't write off is what happens in the in the middle. They take wickets there and then stop teams from accelerating towards the end, knowing that they can chase pretty much anything. Um, that they're not all that fussed about it. And, I, and again, I don't see I don't see the answer particularly in in the. I mean, David Willey, who knows? He might make, find his way into the fifteen, or they might decide that Sam Curran might be able to do something like that for them. But but again, you're kind of look you're doing that at the expense of somebody who 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 can be used at another point in time, like through the middle and at the end. Um, and England might just look at it and go, "We'll we'll take our medicine at the, at the top as long as we can keep control of things." Towards the back. Yeah, I mean that was that was kind of why Willie got factored out of the World Cup, wasn't mm. it? He was basically he was used for five overs max mm. at any in any given game because he wasn't trusted in, in any any other phase. Albeit his 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 ability to swing the new ball was 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 very very handy. Mm. But uh, I don't know. England had similar criticism thrown at their bowling uh, going into the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Was, was that you know England leaked too many runs? Uh, but then as now the answer is they have got a batting lineup that will chase it. They, they've got a batting lineup that believes that they they, they almost see runs being scored as, as a torrent as, as a sort of as, as a reason for optimism. It's like Whoa, yeah, look, yeah. look at that. Yeah. <laughs> you get you got that feeling. I got the feeling watching the last game that England were kind of like they as much they weren't getting upset that the ball kept disappearing out of the park. They're going, well, if they're hitting it that far, just imagine how far we're going to hit. It, you know? What an extraordinary, uh, no, just an extraordinary place to be in for an yeah. eleven to. To be encouraged by watching your bowlers getting decimated. <laughs> exactly, but uh, but again, you know, you throw an archer who, uh, fitness permitting, is just an absolute gun to have in uh, you know in, the, in in any position. New ball, taking wickets in the middle at the death. Um, Chris Jordan, who you know has perpetually been underrated, but you know he bloody nearly won England the the World T Twenty um, last time around, and um, you know he's getting better and better with all his franchise experience mm. and. Curran, who obviously was the hero in, in that in that death over in the second game, and um, you know the, these guys are, you know their their figures don't look pretty if you sort of take them in a linear form. I mean, um, uh, Jordan in particular was given some fearful tap in the in the in the top of his spells, but you know when they came back when it mattered when when you needed to clamp clamp things up and play your tricks, um, they look like a very composed and very focused pair. And, and Curran in particular, I mean he's just got that we've said it. 
on numerous occasions and it was one of the reasons you know he was he was unlucky not to be well actually it was one of the reasons he was picked for the world World Cup squad, mm. but unlucky not to feature, was that England knew that if they did have to call on him for whatever reason, he wouldn't let them down because he would be ready for the big match. And you know, he looks like he—he's he's just got a—he's like—he's like watching a like a West German penalty taker. He's just a—you <laughs> know—so he he may a goalkeeper may do something amazing, but technically he's not going to balls it up. He will get the right ball for the right moment, and. He will back himself to have done the right thing, and you know if you do that, you, you half the battle's won, isn't it? Um, Chris Jordan is, is closing in on Stuart Broad's T Twenty wicket-taking record for England, so I think he's uh, seven shy of being England's most successful T Twenty international bowler. Which I mean, you said he goes under the radar, but that's uh, perhaps indicative that he's taken, you know, he's had more success than, than Graham Swan and uh, Adil Rashid and. and Plenty of others, um, and Mark Wood, uh, albeit that he, he kind of went the journey uh, on a, more than one occasion. Um, it's just good to see that sort of England having that sort of pace to call upon. As yeah. an well, I mean, there were the, the couple of wickets he took in what was it the second game that um, uh, by, from any other bowler they would have been a pair of utter pies. I mean, there was there, there was that the, another full bunger <laughs> that, that dipped just below the waistband, but because he bowls at ninety five miles an hour. A slow ball, a slower ball, full bunger, is that much more of a shockingly difficult ball to, to middle, and so he got Quinton Gok, and then I think it was Bavuma, wasn't it? Caught, caught with the leg side strangle just because the ball kicked at ninety three miles an hour and and took the glove. These sort of that's pace, isn't it? That, that, mm. that, 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 it just it just just makes you do the wrong thing. It was he was down. I mean, again, the, the games as much as uh, you know, it's only a T twenty or whatever. But the, what was it? Friday. Friday play, Friday night play, fly Saturday play Sunday. Pace was down in the in the mid eighties on in the last game. So you know that's just something to keep an eye on. I, the, the the flying as much as the flight was. What are we talking, Derman to to Joburg? Hour hour and a half um, tops. But the fact that you finish late at night on a on, on whatever night it is, get up early, do the flight. Come back again with the adrenaline going up and down the way that it does. Um, he was he was off. He was just off the pace. Mm. Um, so you know, and you, I don't think I don't think you're ever asked to do that to play sort of to play on um, alternate days in a in a World T20 mm. competition. So that shouldn't be a problem. But that's something to keep an eye. I mean, on. another thing to keep an eye on, I guess, is, is his role with the new ball. I mean, it, it, he has, I think, in the past complained about the lacquer mm. in white ball cricket in particular just finding it hard to to pinpoint you know obviously you have to be so precise with your areas mm. in, 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 in and, white he, and his trajectory just... is is that that if he if that he does get the ball up there it's, it's kind of on the on the drive of the bat isn't it yeah. um, or or gets it wrong and at, consecutive beamers which what? was very lucky not to be hauled out of the attack <laughs> after two balls wasn't <laughs> he but uh... if you're looking to try and get it up there and swing it and it doesn't swing yeah. With his pace and that trajectory, it's going miles. Yeah. Um, so you know, maybe that's not a, that's not the natural spot for him. Um, while England's uh, white ball beasts were preparing to go on the rampage again, Ed Smith was putting the finishing touches on a, another Test squad. Mm. Uh, fair to say, a bit more of a work in progress there. Um, Butch, were any uh, any surprises? There anything that stood out for you? Obviously, Ben Folk's back. Uh, Keaton Jennings back. Uh, as as signposted uh, 
well before Christmas, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, Matt crunching the numbers for the specialist <laughs> spin option. Yeah. Um, no Johnny Bairstow, no James Anderson, and no Moeen Ali, but for different reasons. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the only the only surprise, I guess, was that was the no Johnny Bairstow, um, and uh, simply because of the reason given that he's been rested. I mean, yeah. rested from <laughs> what precisely? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly not from playing cricket. He was. Um, you know, he was in the gym, he was working hard during the test series, but he played the one test match, didn't he? He played the, the three one days and the ones internationals. Rest from being on the road, perhaps. Well, but, I um, mean, it's but a strange time to rest him as well, because he came out for the, for the Potchefstroom pre-camp as well. So he, correct. He, you know, surely he'd rather, the one thing that, yeah. that he's lacked is a chance to play first class cricket. To actually play, <laughs> so, actually play some so, cricket. You know, get, so get him in a warm-up game at the very least. So he? He's been rested from, from, uh, from plane journeys, by the by, the looks of things. Mm. But, but other than that, no, I, I can't I can't argue with with any of it. Um, you know, I I think that the Jennings call is a pragmatic one. Um, I, I I would like to see, to be honest with you, I'd like to see Sibley and Crawley given the chance to to keep that partnership going, because it, it, in the end, um, during the summer. If Rory Burns is back, mm-hmm. then then it could very easily be Burns, Sibley, Crawley, one, two, and three. Um, and, and the placeholder will then find himself, <laughs> himself without a place. Um, and, and I su- uh, so Jennings and Denley are, are battling it out for, for to, to play at number three. And Denley might well get the nod because of the leggies again. I mean, he, he did a he did a half decent job, particularly in the Cape Town Test match. He got rid of Quentin mm. de Kock, didn't he? There, when there was a bit of rough and a bit of something for him to play with. So yeah. England might think, well, that gives us another spin option without having to weaken the the, the batting lineup. Um, and I think it was sensible to take Keaton Jennings. I, I, I do. I mean, it's only a two-test match series, so you know you're unlikely. If you don't make that first eleven, you're very unlikely to play in the second one. I would, I would imagine. So um, you know, Jennings might just find that he's carrying the drinks out there. But I don't mind that as a call. And and the, the other reason I don't mind it as a call is because quite, quite sensibly, even if Keaton Jennings plays and makes a couple of hundreds in the test matches, Rory Burns then comes back in and plays for him, and Sibley and Crawley resume their resume their partnership. As far as I'm concerned, and and then, you don't have to make any excuses whatsoever about leaving Keaton Jennings out when you come back. And right? furthermore, having having tried or tried and tested him in these conditions, come January five tests in India, there you go. You've got a yeah. guy who has yeah. proven or otherwise whether he's whether yeah. he's ready to be picked. Against. And, and England and England could 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 in all seriousness play play Sibley Sibley Crawley. Denley as, as one, two, and three, as they did in the, in the test matches um, in South Africa, uh, and and get some sort of an idea as to as to whether or not either of them are going to be able to to adjust to playing in India. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's kind of it's it's a, it's, a, it's dress rehearsal was not right. Their test matches and all of them are very important. Um, but England, but England, what Ed Smith and the selectors have done is give themselves the, the right amount of coverage to, to to look after this series and with a with a view to what happens in India. Uh, it's after Christmas, isn't it? The the, the Test match thing. So I, I'm ha- I'm happy with it. I'm happy that Ben Folks gets another chance to to um, to show how good he is. Whether or not um, Josh Butler. I mean, you know, the, the the one thing that's interesting for me is that Josh Butler goes on this trip. Mm-hmm. If, there, if anybody, if anybody in that, out of that lot needed a rest, it was Joss. And he goes as the first choice keeper still. Yeah. Um, um, it, uh, sort of uh, explicitly stated. Absolutely. So that, that perhaps, sorry, I, I, I go back on what I said before. It's not that there wasn't one surprise, there's two. <laughs> that if, if Johnny Bairstow's not there, um, but Joss, Joss Butler is, and one of them needs a rest and one doesn't, Joss Butler needs a rest. You know, young young kid, young family, been on the road the entirety of the winter. Although I think he did nip home, didn't he, while the one-dayers were on. 
Um, there is a guy that, that, that particularly, bit, particularly because he is so so important. He's such an integral part of everything that England do, and that he's going to be. He's going to be run ragged all summer, but is that, run ragged all winter. Why that guy is going out on this on this relatively? Is that, is that part of the is that part of the problem? Though? I mean, you, you yourself mm. obviously you got, went went to the dressing room and made mm. made the very pertinent observation mm. that the kids were flocking around Stokes, obviously, mm. and Butler, perhaps mm. less obviously, with a top score of twenty nine. But I mean, is it because he's so important to everything England are doing? They kind of need to have him there because they they can't let him fail. No, they can't let him look, not be a test player. But all, all I'm saying to you is this: is that if if on the one hand it's so important to 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 guard against burnout for for players like Archer and even even somebody like Joe Root, for example, or whoever it might be, then why is it not so important for somebody like Joss? Um, you know, even if if see if England don't want. Johnny Bairstow to come in and, and score hundreds and, and look and, and take over from Josh Butler as the keeper during the summer by virtue of the fact that he's there in Sri Lanka and Josh isn't. Then you just play Ben Folks. Mm. Well, I mean, how you know what, what's the worst that could happen there? The bloke keeps like God and, and scores another hundred. You know, it's not this is not a, <laughs> this is not a bad thing to happen. And then you could just turn around to Ben and say, okay, brilliant, thanks very much. We we know you we know where you are. We know where to find you. Josh comes back in after a rest in the summer if that's what they want. What I don't understand is a guy who, who for me, um, is is rightly or wrongly considered to be one of the most important players in the dressing room, not getting a break. This this seemed like the right time to have one, um, but they've seen it differently. Other than that, there's no, you can't argue with the rest of it. Um, Don Best absolutely deserves to be there. Jack Leach, hopefully he's he's fit again. Matt Parkinson, well. You know, I don't. I don't imagine that the pitches are going to be like beaches as they were the last time India, <laughs> England were there. Why would you know Sri Lanka, whose whose spin resources are, are, are better than England's, albeit they're not, you know, they're not well beaten themselves, but they are going to be better and more experienced than England's. Why would you play against a team on on pitches that that help um, even the most um, even the most ingenue um, spin bowler when you could play them on something flat, make sure you score big runs, and then try to let your own spinners go to work. I would, I'd imagine that's what's going to happen. So Parkinson, to me, probably doesn't get a gig. I doubt we'll see them play three specialist spinners. Um, you know, which means three quicks, of which one of them is Stokes. Potentially, one's Wood, one's Wokes or Broad, and then you play Bess and Leach as your two spinners, and um, you get a bit of part-time stuff from from Denley and, and Root. Should the should the, the conditions require it, um, Ollie Pope, fantastic, and and that's it. There's there are no, there's nothing really to to uh, to look at and say. Well, that's complete rubbish, and there's nothing really there to say. Um, you know, that, uh, that there's that there's anybody that else that they should have taken. Well, on that, it's perhaps disappointing that Moeen Ali wasn't available. Um, Miller, we mm. talked about this last week with George. I mean, it's sort of since again intimated he does want to come back. He is uh, easing his way back into test contention, you know, <laughs> on, on, very much on his own terms. Um, you know, England would doubtless have been stronger for having him in, in the party sure. in Sri Lanka. But um, c- can you see him uh, getting back into the frame during the English summer and then perhaps in India, as we've discussed? Well, down the road? I mean, it's yes and no. I mean, it's, Trouble is, what does Moeen want out of this? I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about Rashid as well, who is who's a guy who clearly, with with three white ball trophies to compete for on a dodgy shoulder, he's got absolutely no compunction about putting that as his only focus for the remainder of his career. But Moeen is is the same age, maybe even a year older, and you know he's got the same one two three objective over the next three winters, three 
global trophies that that he could very easily focus in on because as, as we've seen, seen from his return to the fray in South Africa you know there's absolutely no doubt about his his place as one of England's gun players for 50 and 20 over cricket so does he need to prove himself or more to the point is there anything that he can prove himself with given England's itinerary going back to India I mean he didn't he, you know he got some wickets there but he didn't didn't exactly enjoy a 4-0 thrashing did he and uh, then there's Australia the following winter and we all know how little he's enjoyed it out there I mean what's the incentive what, what does it prove if he comes back this summer and gets a few more wickets I mean he's got 180 of them already does he really need to get any more wickets just to say I've got a few more test wickets He's there's a lot of lip service going on here but I'm not I haven't seen a lot of evidence in anything he's said all through this process. There's been, oh yes, I must have a chat with Joe Root. Well, he finally had one and it came to nothing. I don't see any particular reason why further chats are, are going to change his mind in a, in a great hurry. Um, Butch, have, have England sort of messed him around too much? Uh, uh, is it, and do, do you see him as a as kind of white ball player from from this point onwards? Um, 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 interesting. Uh it's, you know what? It's very difficult for somebody of my era to kind of to, to sympathise with players being messed about in inverted commas. <laughs> <laughs> um, they did a very good documentary on this they one. Did like. it properly yeah, in they, they really knew how to mess players about in those days. Um, I can I can understand players having a you know being being a bit sullen about having particularly losing a central contract. I mean, geez, we're talking serious amounts of money. Um, but. I, I, I don't know where this where this idea that a, a player makes himself available for selection for England comes from. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> sort of, especially the, the other way round. Yeah, I mean, generally the speaking, selectors it's make the you selectors available make to play. You, exactly, they ask you, and you say yes, or you say yes. Actually, you don't say yes or no. You say yes. Um, so I, I'm I'm a bit I'm I'm on the fence with it all. I I, I think there are, there are certain things that could have been could have been handled better for sure. But but Moen was left out on the on the back of on the back of some. Some performances whereby the captain needed a, needed somebody that he could rely on as a as a spin bowler to perform a certain role, and he couldn't rely on on Murray to do it at that particular time, and that's why he ended up getting left out of the side. Um, he was an integral part of England's fifty over team, um, and then sort of form with bat and ball deserted him during the World Cup, and he ended up, ended up getting left out there as well. Um, look, I mean that's the law of the wild. It's professional sport, and sometimes it's it can be it can be brutal and and and, and not very pleasant. Um, but I, but I do wish, you know, I, I wish the players would would make the decision, would, would make the decision to say, listen, I'm retiring, I'm not doing this anymore, rather than this whole, I'm not making myself available for this, but I quite <laughs> fancy that, and I wouldn't mind doing a bit of this, but I'm definitely not going to do that. It's nonsense. I don't know where it comes from. And again, like I said, as a as a child of the '90s, I find it a little bit difficult to sympathise with that with that sort of <laughs> argument. <laughs> The, uh, the sort of A.B. de Villiers uh, approach, uh, Miller, mm. who, who it's rumoured will be making himself available for, again well, South indeed. Africa quite soon, but wasn't in the no. squad. Uh, but he, but he has to be, to be. He has retired from from playing the other formats of the game. He's not. There's no conjecture. I think he's about. retired from all three, isn't he? Well, but, he has uh, retired. Okay, but then, but then you make you <laughs> say you say to you, you don't. What, what I'm saying is, is that turning around and going and leaving the, leaving the door open. Perhaps I'll, I'll I'll play if you ask me for this, and perhaps I'll play if you ask me for that, and I might well I might say yes on this particular tour but that that one that's very different from saying no I've retired from playing test match cricket do not even consider me for selection 
not oh maybe I'll have a chat with the selectors and see whether they they can accommodate me in a way that I fancy. That's that's not the way it works. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, that shouldn't be the way that it works. Um, and so you know, if Abu de Villiers calls up the selectors and say, right, I'm available for for the World T20, and everybody knows that that's the case, then it's up to them to pick him or not, right? It's not his call whether he plays. He just makes himself available to play. <laughs> and if you're A.B. de Villiers, you get picked There's if you make yourself well, available, I, mean, I think. You imagine if A.B. <laughs> de Villiers had been playing in that last one-day series, I think <laughs> England might not have won. Could have been, yeah, could have been fun, yeah. even more than it was. Um, well, Moeen's not going. Uh, Moeen's not going. Um, <laughs> but more to come, uh, I'm sure. Um, and just uh, before we wrap up, uh, really, gents, back to the subject of T20. We have a, a World Cup starting on... Uh, uh, in a few days, um, next Friday uh, of this Friday, evening, um, the the women's uh, T20 World Cup in Australia. England have a new head coach, uh, Lisa Kitely. I think she's said uh, she expects uh, new players to be uh, in the final at, uh, <laughs> at a minimum. Australia are the favourites. Um, any chances of upsets? Any chance of, of Thailand running off with people's hearts <laughs> and a few results? Well, they've, they've run off. They they won the the koala photo this morning I saw that, 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 definitely the best best koala selfie um, I, I don't know it, it, we, had a, we had an interesting sort of preamble didn't we the, with the um, uh, triangular series with England India and, and Australia England had a chance to get into the final and blew it by losing by too many runs and then Australia saunter off with the spoils which I think is probably likely to happen again they, they do look um, rather formidable especially on home soil but you know England England are always in the mix in in this format. It, it, it's the least you'd expect is a semi-final berth. Um, I mean, I remember two two uh, tournaments ago. Obviously, the West Indies um, winning in Calcutta on the same day that uh, obviously the men won against England. So you can never rule them out. Although I think they're about thirty to one at the moment. So you know, they're, they're, in theory, there's there's chaos in their ranks again. But the quality of players they've got and the, and the you know the, the power. That they can bring to their game, in particular, is uh, is something that you can never rule out in this format. So, I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting stuck into it. They seem to have stopped calling it the big dance. At least that was the men's qualifier. But that is a good thing. Um, I mean, look, England, England <laughs> got some got some fabulous players um, in the line. You know, Tammy Beaumont's one of the best players in the world. Catherine Brunt probably a last maybe probably a last hurrah for her. Um, but in in that civil, Sophie Eccleston, left arm spinner. She's a she's a very very fine player, um, and Danny Wyatt, of course, at the, at the top of the order, will kind of will come out and and, and try to replicate the form that she's shown playing in, in in the women's big bash league and stuff out there. So a lot of the a lot of the England girls have had experience of playing down under, um, but very very difficult to look beyond um, beyond Australia to win it. India India again a, a very very talented side. Um, they'll be up there challenging South Africa after what was a what was a pretty rough old tour of England um, during last summer um, are kind of making making big strides actually they got some some pretty talented young young players in their in their lineup and will challenge I think but for the rest I, I see it as being a I, I think without without wanting to to sort of minimise the impact of some of the of what some of the other teams have done I think Australia England India. South Africa are going to be the four the four strongest teams, and it would not be a surprise whatsoever to see them all in the semi-finals. 
Sounds like a, a hierarchy of sorts, uh, one we, we've seen elsewhere. Um, OK, uh, I think we're all slogged out after that. Um, England's men will get a bit of a break now, the, the white ball players anyway, uh, while the rest might have time to grab a coffee before heading off to Sri Lanka in about a fortnight. The English spring is creeping up on us, meanwhile, which means the threat of hypothermia increasing for club cricketers up and down the land. We'll be back to measure the green shoots soon. Until then, uh, my thanks to Miller and Butch, and to you all for tuning in to the Switch It podcast on Who's Getting Cooking Bowie Podcast.